Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to episode 128 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode. I am excited. We're continuing our topic of dating and relationships uh, in this week's episode. That has been the theme for a few weeks now, and I am excited for our guest. Um, she is Simone, a.k.a. Tora Sense, who is a dating coach, and she aims to help successful women of faith design winning love lives and confidently date, okay, for marriage. That is what we talk about. We talk about all the things women are doing wrong, things we can do right. How do you set up the life you want to attract the partner for your future, okay? And even, okay, it, it's so many quotables in this episode. I'm not, I can't even go into it all now. You just have to stick around for the conversation. But the one thing I think was so intriguing about this conversation is that Tora explains and she breaks it down why she did not marry for love, okay? conversation is so interesting so I'm telling you you're gonna want to stick around for that later we're gonna hop into this week's boonie pick of the week um you know the world hasn't talked about anything else except the corona corona I'm so used to calling it the rona that I don't even know how to say it the coronavirus okay which we've affectionately dubbed the Rona now. And um, I have never seen anything like this. Like most of us, this is something new, uncharted territory. And it seems like every minute the news, what you're ingesting is changing. And so my pick of the week this week are all of the people who were able to make these funny ass memes um, just to lighten the, the gravity of the situation we all needed a good laugh because the stores don't have toilet paper. There ain't no meat to buy. Everyone has just gone balls to the walls right now. And so to see those good laughs that the creativity of the people on the internet is just so, so gold. I just saw a meme where it's the Spice Adams guy, like rubbing his hands coming out behind the tree. And it's like Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> knowing that everybody's staying home. <laughs> So shout out to all the Rona memes this week for the people who were able to make us laugh to kind of just ease up some of the tension around this. However, I do want to take this moment to encourage everyone to listen, listen, listen. I know it's getting warm, daylight savings time, the days are longer, and we just want to get out and we want to enjoy. But at this time when they're asking us to do social distancing, please heed those warnings. It can help slow the growth of this virus, um, the transmission of it. And so just stay home. If, if we just hunker down and do this now, the faster we can get through this and kind of return back to normalcy of life. So to practice social distancing. Um, I know I was planning on doing some events, but I'm just not even going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on hopefully um, the Booney Live shows happening later in the summer. And so Again, please stay safe, stay healthy, check on your elders, check on those with compromised immune systems. Um, You can share some toilet paper if you have it with a neighbor who don't have it. Let's try to uh, live with a little decency, some grace, compassion to others. And so now I am stepping off of my Rona Marona soapbox okay but um what was also funny I didn't make a meme but I did do a quarantine bay uh thing and so many of you had fun with that so I just want to thank you guys for sharing that as well all right we're hopping into housekeeping 
<laughs> last week's episode, episode 127, Love at First Swipe. I want to thank everyone who sent in their dating app stories, tips, warnings, recommendations. Um, I got so much good feedback on this. Some people are like, they're going to give it a try. They never tried online dating. And again, for the laughs, uh, Booney, this episode was so great. I love it when you do these episodes when it's just not your voice. It had been a while since you've done one, but it was so good. And to the home girl who had, uh, you change her voice. Thank you for that good laugh, sis. So yes, um, if you ever send in a story and you want to protect your not <laughs> your identity, I can alter your voice, but you just have to request that in your messaging. So again, thank you for rocking with episode 127. If you haven't listened, go back. It's some really good laughs in there. Also, I know I just mentioned Booney Live. Uh, I dropped uh, the save the date for Booney Live New York this summer, Saturday, July 25th. Okay, hopefully that can still hold. Um, and I am working on the date for uh, DC. I think now with everything that's going on, I'm going to push that back from June into August. And then I'm hopefully working on Booney Live Houston in September. So those will be our three live shows this year. Sorry, Chicago. I switched it up to Houston. Uh, we will, so we will have New York, July 25th. Mark your calendars. As soon as I can drop anything out um, about that, you guys know where to go to get your tickets. I'll be sure to let you guys know. Also, you guys are loving the Dream Bigger Bitch mug um, and the t-shirts and sweatshirts. So thank you guys. Uh, for those of you who still have yet to get one, you can use the code STUNT, S-T-U-N-T, all caps, for 15% off your orders of $20 or more. Head on over to theboonybreakdown.com backslash shop to receive, uh, to order, to order your Dream Bigger Bitch. All right. Even though 2020 is starting out rocky as fuck, I still think uh, we can all progress and move forward to accomplish our goals and you can follow us on social media on instagram and facebook at the boonie breakdown uh over on twitter just at boonie breakdown and when sharing this episode in your insta stories on your twitter on your facebook please be sure to use the hashtag the boonie breakdown the hashtag pod in you can tag us i love resharing it if your page is unlocked i always respond I always reshare no matter what social media property you hit me up on. Okay. So again, we're on Facebook and Instagram at the Booney breakdown and on Twitter, just at Booney breakdown. And if you love listening to the podcast, you've shared it with some friends, you didn't put it in your group chat, just go ahead and make it official for us. We can make it official and you hit five stars over in the purple app, Apple podcast app. If you listen on an iPhone, iPod, iPad, any Apple device, you can do that over there. And if you do not listen on an Apple device, you could try leaving a review on Stitcher or Facebook on our Facebook page, but always hit those five reviews. And I love it when you do that. And I can't wait to read some more great reviews on the podcast. So, all right, guys, that's it for me. We're going to hop into this conversation with Miss Tora Sense. I'm telling you, go ahead and grab your pens. You're going to take notes. You're going to want to sign up for some of the things that she uh, is offering. But that is it. So let's get ready to break it down. Oh. Oh. 
right, guys, it's your girl, Booney, and I am excited. Um, You know, the theme of our last few episodes on the podcast have been about dating. We've talked about dating apps. And so you guys know what I do. I'm not the expert, so I go find the people who are. (laughs) And I want to welcome to this week's episode, Miss Tora Sense. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for doing this. Look, earlier in the episode, they've already heard your bio. So I think we can just hop right into it. And I I always know whenever I do an episode on dating and I bring in somebody, I learned my lesson from my first episode. The first question they always ask, are you married? (laughs) (laughs) That's always so interesting. Yes, I am married and have been married almost six years now. Awesome. Congratulations. I feel like that is the... um, uh, I don't know why it's like that has to be the qualifier that you to speak on it. You have to be married. It's people see that as you your it's your clout. It's your credibility. It's oh, well, she's married. Of course, she like she knows how to date because she got married or she knows about love and relationships. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to get away from, like mm. that thought process and it's one of the reasons why I don't really promote me and my husband as a couple on my okay. page a lot. Like if you go to my profile, you're, you'll see snippets here and there, maybe months apart where you see him <laughs> on there, but it's not like, Hey, look at my amazing husband. And this is proof as to why we're amazing. And I know what I'm talking about. And <laughs> Um, it is crazy because I don't even like wear my wedding ring a lot of the times. And there will be people that say, hey, Tori, you don't have on your wedding ring. I don't. Thanks for the observation. You know? So, Go ahead. So like, is that a conscious decision you made not to yes. wear it? Or is it just, okay. Well, 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 I don't really care to wear it. Uh, oh, why? Uh, I'm curious. I'm just curious. <laughs> well, well, first of all, I told him not to get it anyway, because I'm like, why are we spending money on this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it it just doesn't make or break me but i do i will say that i wear it when i want to be treated differently <laughs> like if i'm ah. going to a doctor's office with my son i know if i wear my wedding ring they're going to treat me a lot better so ah. you know, like, they won't treat me like a single mother how the, i remember being treated like a single mother when i was a single mother and i know the difference between being treated as a single mother and a married woman yeah there's a difference and you know i, w- I wasn't even going to talk about this but i i am thankful you brought that up because there is a stigma attached to being, you know, I am single and kid free and versus some of my friends who are married with kids or my friends who are, are single mothers like or divorced. So, yeah, the stigmas attached to your relationship status are yeah, quite get, profound. <laughs> yeah, I get treated differently and I understand that difference. But one of the things I want people to understand when it comes to my work is that I am good at what I do because I am good at what I do. I come on. I I remember telling my um, audience that if my husband left me or something bad happened to him, I would be able to be married again within two years because I know what I'm doing. It's, (laughs) I have a repeatable process. I have a skill set and him being in my life doesn't, is not the clout. The clout is my skill set. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. So how did you come into this space and like decide to be a dating coach and start helping other women 
get that same clout. <laughs> it's very interesting because I wasn't about this life. I came onto the scene putting out videos for just women in general. I did little skits back in the day. I was like the Vine creator before Vines were out. Oh, RIP to Vine. <laughs> <laughs> Doing like skits about the church and about being a woman and then I would have certain videos I would get serious on and they would go viral you know it'd be on world star hip-hop and that would bring about a new audience that wanted something more from me and so I had this video called why strong women stay single it went crazy viral um and there were women saying well teach us about being feminine because it was all about mm. strong in quotations women equating obnoxiousness to strongness and they were like well teach us about femininity i was like oh okay i will and then people said well we want to know about the men now how do we get men and i'm like no i don't want to <laughs> do that focus on this area over here because the way i teach femininity is it's more it's about you reflecting the feminine image of image of God, period. Yeah. Um, and that's more than you appealing to a man. Mm. And so women kept asking over and over again. I had this one intern and she was 29. She had never kissed, never went on a date, anything. And she oh, desired, wow. yeah, she desired marriage. And I'm like, yo, you working for me? Like, like, let's do something about this. This what you want? And I wow. said, just do everything I ask you to do and you'll get where you need to be. And homegirl was engaged within a year and I went to her wedding. And she was the one that kind of sparked like, you should do this for other women. Absolutely. Mm. And that's what really pulled me into the space because I was avoiding, I didn't want people to think I was a pimp preacher or exploiting <laughs> black women, you know, because this is, this is an area where a lot of black women are exploited in the dating arena, you know, prey on our insecurities. Well, yeah. Cause you had, I think to me, the most popular example of that was Steve Harvey. Think like a man, whatever the fuck the book was called. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember so many people started using that as like the gospel of how to navigate. And I think it's because we all crave, intimacy connection we all want these great relationships and so you you kind of fall in the trap like you said of being used or going with what's popular without actually really doing any work to make it happen right exactly so, and I think I, I was on your webpage and I wrote it down and you had a blog post and you, you it was a quote on there it was like God honors those who put his word into action let's get to work sis <laughs> Absolutely. and and I had someone else on the podcast before in a previous episode, I think it was like episode 66. And she, she almost had that same image. And so sometimes I'm like, you know, in order to receive it, you need to hear the message several times where it's like women will make all these things goals, but then we won't make relationship a goal or being married a goal. And we don't do those same steps or put in the same amount of work to reach those goals. And so you just said in under a year, you got this girl from never being kissed <laughs> to having a husband. Yeah, absolutely. How? They're, they're working on a baby now. <laughs> Come on, baby. Yeah. But like, how does, how do how do you flip that, that switch? Make that turnaround. Well, number one, the 
the way we approach dating has to be, if we want to make this happen and, um, and we want to be strategic about it, we have to go pro with dating. Can't treat it like a hobby. Um, the way we go and plan for our careers and for our education, that type of effort has to be put into your dating life. This is about your life partner. Mm. Why wouldn't you put the same, if not more effort into meeting your life partner? <laughs> and we say that type of work is desperate, but it's like, well, why would you work more in your career or at your education than you would at finding your life partner? Um, and so that's one thing you have to have a mind, a whole mindset shift and go pro in your mm. love life. That's number one. Number two is you have to, first of all, understand that this is a journey. And even if you get married, it's not a destination. It's going to be some other BS that you're going to be putting up with other disappointments. Other, You're going to still feel re yeah. like rejection in marriage. That's I'm just telling you straight up. And so you have to look at dating as a journey and embrace and always ask, what am I learning from this? And improve over and over again. Without, you know, repeating those same steps. Because I feel like sometimes we, um, and I'll speak from experience too, it's like you keep getting with the same person in different packages almost. <laughs> it's the same situation. And it's like, how do you break that cycle so you can progress in your your personal relationships? Well, I will say it's a variety of different things. I don't think, well, I know we don't treat dating as an experiment. Mm -hmm. And so when scientists go into an experiment, what's one of the first things that you do in the scientific method? What's the first thing you do? You I, go ahead. Look, I'm like, ah, it's been a while since I've been in school. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, they've added to the scientific method. They have like a six step, but you do the research. Okay. Right? You kind of, yeah, you kind of research, um, where, wherever you are in your love life, you kind of research, um, what you would need to get started. Like whatever, don't try to do it perfect. Just start, just figure out what you need to research to start. Like even what apps I might need to get on or what places I need to visit, um, and then you come up with your hypothesis. Hmm. And your hypothesis is if I do this, then this will happen. That's what scientists do. If I do this, then this should happen. Well, either two things will happen. It happens with the hypothesis or it doesn't happen at all. And so then you test different things out, different variables. So then you, instead of dating the same type of man, Let's just say you're a woman of faith and you've always, I just want to date a good Christian man. And you date a man who goes to church Sunday every week. And that's just have not worked out for you, especially because he's been the drummer, you know, and <laughs> you like musicians, right? It just has not worked out for you. Well, I encourage my clients go out with an atheist. Oh, and go out with an agnostic. Go out with these different types. I mean, go out, go out with men that you're completely just not physically attracted to. Because with that. Now that's hard. What makes it hard? <laughs> what makes it hard? I don't know. I, that is a, 
I was just talking about this with my friends. I feel like this is universe confirmation because I was saying, I was like, I should try to go out on a date with someone. I said ugly. And then my, the, my coworker was like, no, you got to do medium ugly. <laughs> but, but I think that's too, it's like one of those blocks. Like what is it in that I, I have to, I guess it's cause it's, I like the physical attraction. Right. And well, so the issue is that the reason why many of us are still dating the same men over and over again is because we're relying on the chemistry factor Ooh. and we feel those butterflies like, Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> they it feel makes good. Us, it yeah. feels excellent. <laughs> but if we're only relying on that, then we're always going to end up with the same type of guys because our body stimulus, that's what we're stimulated by. And so our body is always going to react to that type of guy. And we're only relying on the body stimulus to do that instead of reprogramming ourselves and saying, I'm going to go out with this medium, ugly guy. Right mm-hmm. now, the goal isn't to marry his ass. All right. That's not the goal. The goal is to reprogram that stimulus. Okay. And you're going, if you are a woman who is interested in humans if you are curious about pursuing conversations and not stuck on being pursued or not stuck on a relationship, you are going to learn many amazing things about these men and they're going to become attractive to you. You are going to be treated like a queen and that is going to be your new normal. And so when you step out and you're your body stimulus is going to change when those old guys come into the picture, the guys that you're usually attracted to, you're like, okay, so I've been out with like medium ugly right? And these are the ways I was treated. You are less likely to go back. You will try to find the more attractive guy who will um, have those attributes that the ah. other men. Yeah. So when it comes to women, it's like fact, some like reverse psychology almost a little. We're reprogramming. It, it's yeah. all about reprogramming your, um, you know, your identity, you're learning about who you are. You're learning about um, other like men. You're learning about how you want to learn and grow. Like every time I tell my ladies to go out with them, like a man that they're not attracted to, or like, is not their faith. Like they're atheists. They always come back because I ask them to journal and then share. They always come back with some interesting insight. Some of them have been motivated to do things they've never done before. And it really lights them up in many different ways. It's like, wow, like he really challenged me in this area this is what I want in a partner. And I never thought about that until I went out with him. Hmm. So then I, I like that thought of like reprogramming to see what else is out there. Because if you do keep going with the same type of man, you don't know what else is out there. And you mentioned chemistry and I'm kind of like, we, we, the butterflies feel good when you're like, Ooh, girl, he look at him. Right. That, that, that all feels good. But, like, how truly important is chemistry in a relationship? Like, it, it, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it, <laughs> like it, it's is it a very important? Or, like, on a scale to 1 to 10, should it be, like, you should always have chemistry? Or should it be, like, you know, he, they're a good person, but. <laughs> but. Chemistry is not that important i'm going to explain um overall big character is the biggest 
thing that you should be concerned about. It's always character over chemistry because that ultimately defines how he's going to treat you, how he's going to treat his family, his children, the legacy mm-hmm. that he'll, he'll leave. What we have to do is reprogram ourselves to where character becomes our chemistry. We'll say that one more time. <laughs> we have to reprogram ourselves to where character becomes our chemistry. Mm. So when I first, like, I met my husband online on Facebook and we were dating long distance. And when I like first met him, it wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I just have all these butterflies. And I, <laughs> like it, I, it wasn't like that. I really was about, okay, so this is what this man believes. Right. Um, and I'm so attracted to that. <laughs> I'm so attracted to what he believes. I'm so attracted to his convictions and what he stands on. And so as time went by, it became more of a, oh my gosh, this man, you know? (laughs) 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 Like, oh, make my knees weak. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yes, over time. And so the men that I automatically got chemistry with, like that, though it was, what people from from the north would say it's it, they were dubs yeah they were dubs mm. <laughs> yeah because i'm like that that I, you know what i've i've done that before where i've dated somebody who was like the complete opposite of anybody i'd ever dated before and the same thing when i looked at them it wasn't the who yeah but over time it was just like he became the sexiest person in the room mm. Mm-mm-mm. and so i have experienced that as well so um yeah that, that but that was a fun transition to like getting to know the person and and i think the difference for me would have been like if it's when it's the right person like that person just wasn't the right person for me for long term but to have that feeling with somebody who is gonna be the forever that would be dope right oh uh, it was funny because before i got on to converse with you I was talking to my best friend and um she's also a coach in this space she teaches sex for singles oh um yeah sexually repressed singles and she was we were talking about how she wasn't attracted to her husband you know when they first met like he was the opposite she was used to football type you know big build and uh, muscular and her husband is absolutely nothing like that but she just like he has developed to be the most sexiest man to her ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel sis. I was very similar. Like I liked big guys, and then it, here's this five seven, 140 pounds scrawny <laughs> guy. Like what? <laughs> like oh my god. Um, and so and to this point where we're still talking about character, like okay, you, sometimes it's, it's just like it feels like it takes a little work, and so you meet somebody and it's good, and you they they treat you well but it's boring. Right. And so is there anything you can do before you walk away from something that's good to help like infuse some excitement into the situation? Well, I would need to know what you mean by boring is. I guess it's like, no, it's like no Zaza zoo a little bit. Like, it's just like, we're fine. It's nothing bad is happening, but it's just very, I guess, vanilla maybe. And I don't know. That's the word I want to use, but 
it's not thrilling. It's no. not thrilling as in y'all not going places or you don't feel horny around him. Yeah, like, I'm going to say... I'm going to say maybe let's say it, it's not a, a strong sexual connection there. Okay. Um, now, I would say, again, it, you would do your best at reprogramming yourself. But I would take a lot of time in it, dating. Like, that would I would not, like, jump into an exclusive relationship. Like, I don't believe in that. Okay. I believe on dating around and having men earn your exclusivity instead of like just dating someone because he's good and takes he, and he treats you good. <laughs> you know, I, I like that. Cause I also feel like that's the one thing that women get wrong in dating that when I look at like my male friends, they actually date. And I feel like women don't like my guy friends will be dating three, four girls at a time and not that they're having sex with all of them but they're enjoying the company of multiple women, getting to know them, et cetera. And I feel like women, myself included, I've been here. It's like, okay, this one guy asked me out and then I'm laser focused on this one guy. And then it goes, it falls, whatever, it falls apart. And I have to start over a year, 18 months, like (laughs) down the road. (laughs) I didn't have my, I didn't cleared the bench. Is nobody sitting on the bench to pick up. And so I feel like that's the one thing like we don't do as well as men when it comes to dating. We don't. Well, we've been conditioned that way. We've been conditioned to to be the good girl and good girls mm. date one guy, right? We don't want to appear to be the whore by dating more than one guy. And we want to be wifey material. And so we got to look like wifey material. And um, so that means that we have to, you know, prove ourselves and fight for his love and show him that we're the one. No, Mm. absolutely not. Um, We need to be dating and we need to be dating multiple men. And a question that I often get, especially from my clients are like, well, Tora, I, it's only one guy in my rotation. What do I do? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you do? Act like you got room for other players to get off the bench. He doesn't get to be exclusive with you just because he's the only one in the rotation. Mm. What happens is he still has to earn your exclusivity, period. You don't become his girlfriend because he's the only one. It's like, oh, you're the only one right now, but I have availability for other men to enter. And what that does is that switches your energy off from I'm taken, right? Yeah. To I'm available and men pick up on that I'm taken energy, you know? So, so okay, so let's say it's a, it's women listening to this right now and they have somebody who is a placeholder taking up the space, blocking their blessing from, you know, other men being able to come in into their life. Like, how do you untangle that? Because we've talked about, you know, unprogramming and reprogramming. Like, how do you untangle that connection to make space for someone new to show up? Do you go cold turkey? Do you have to be like, look, you have a conversation? Like, what advice would you give to that woman? Are they boyfriend and girlfriend? Are they like, like, what does that look like? Are they living together? Yeah, they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. They're, you know, they kick it. Oh, there's, (laughs) yeah, but, but it's like, you know, this is it. That's the only person they're seeing. But, you know, it's not my boyfriend. We're not exclusive. 
but we're just dating. But this is the only person I'm dating, and we've been doing this for a year, two years. Girl. But I, I am interested in someone else. Like, what would you tell that person? A year, <laughs> girl. Um, I would absolutely <laughs> tell her to swipe right. <laughs> like there's no conversation that needs to be had it's just swipe right like you're not exclusive you don't live together you've been kicking it for you know I actually have a client that's like that was like that before she joined my program like I'm like are y'all together she's like no you've been kicking it for two years I'm like girl you don't swipe right and she's <laughs> loving the attention. She loves being treated like a queen. She loves how men are pursuing her right now. And all it took for her to do is realize she had to manifest her own options mm. so that she can choose instead of desperately wanting to be chosen. I like that. So she can choose and not desperately want to be chosen. Right. We choose out here in these streets. Actually, That's women the, do. Would... We We choose. You know, I was just talking about that with somebody and we were talking about like how the numbers game has kind of thrown off dating a bit, depending on where you live. Um, there are way more women than men to go around. And we were just talking about and, and I think she said like, yeah, women aren't the prize. It seems like women aren't the prize anymore. Why do you believe that there are more women than men? Um, I just, I think it's when I, I'll speak for Baltimore, at least like when you go to functions, um, it's just, I guess it depends on your circle, but like when you go to functions, they're usually, it, it seems like it's two to one women to men. Well, I would say a few things to that. Number one, there's 51% women in this world and 49% men. That's not a big difference. And the world is our oyster, all right? And so if you feel confined to Baltimore, that's absolutely on you. That's number one. Number two, the places that us women go that we think that we're going to meet men, they're not the places to go. So I know this, that women will go speed dating. Oh, men, no. Men, ain't men are not doing that. <laughs> Because it's so funny. Somebody is asking me, like, do a speed dating event. And I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get them in there? Like, they don't come to that stuff. If you're really meeting men, go where they are. They're at cigar bars. Mm -hmm. They're at, they're at like, paid sports clubs. They're at conferences. I go to conferences multiple times. Yeah, I remember my um, husband was telling me. So I go to this National Association of Black Accountants every single year. Well, not tell you it's men's everywhere. <laughs> Good paying jobs, business owners, entrepreneurs making all types of guap out there on their stuff. When so I tell you, the conferences, guys. Yeah, if you <laughs> listen, if you haven't if you haven't dropped five hundred dollars on a conference at least, I don't want to hear you saying where the minute. Okay, I don't. So we got to find a a conference like somewhere warm. <laughs> Yeah, one of my ladies, she's an engineer. I'm like, you need to go to the engineers conference because they're going to be there. Go to a black engineers conference if you want to narrow it down to race. But you have to pay to play. If, okay. you're, if you're trying to meet these types of men just showing up at some banquet, especially some free banquet, 
and expecting <laughs> to see these types of men like you're you're mistaken. Got it. All right, well, I got read a little bit there. All right, I'm going to go to a conference. I, I definitely have not been to a conference. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, well, you know what? I, I take that back. I, me and my friends, this was years ago. We we were uh, reminiscing and talking about we went to Omega Sci-Fi's Centennial when it was in D.C. Mm-hmm. And I always called it the Sausage Fest because <laughs> I had never been like we had never gone to parties and it would be 12 men to every woman. Like it was insane. Like, so we had so much fun that weekend because it was men everywhere. So right. you have a point. Like, why wouldn't we think to translate that into something else right. or continue to that trend? Don't go to where you would automatically think to go to have fun because we don't think like men. Okay. We so don't. yeah, go to like consciously think where are the men and where are the men who can like they're not dusties. <laughs> like where are they? <laughs> go like randomly go to really really nice hotels and go eat at their restaurants. You know that's actually a really good tip. Yeah, make sure you go sit at the bar <laughs> and go to these really nice restaurants. There, it, it literally it's not that hard to meet them if you actually proactively go. So I know um, one of my friends used to tell me this. She traveled a lot for work and she was saying at the time she was in a relationship. And I remember her saying like, oh, my God, um, you guys should go to the airport hotels and go sit at the bars because it's all these men Mm -hmm. (laughs) flying in and out and waiting for um, waiting for flights or waiting to check in their room or whatever and i was like what girl you're crazy absolutely no i mean she might have been on to something (laughs) and even these um these clubs these airline clubs where you get to go into like the private rooms while you're waiting on your flight yeah they're in there (laughs) and it's usually like men who are on business they're in Listen, are y'all taking notes as you're listening? Pull out a pen right now. (laughs) (laughs) Write down all these locations. Maybe we need to do happy hour out at BWI (laughs) (laughs) at the Marriott or something. Um, I kind of want to switch gears just a little bit because I feel like we always fall into um, in this trap of, you know, I got my shit together, right? And so I know a lot of beautiful black women who on paper look good. They're they're mostly single, no kids, own their homes, have a car, have good jobs, make good money, and are single, single, single. And so like what is like the biggest mistake that successful women make when they approach dating, thinking like, well, I have all these things. Why am Why am I still on the shelf? Um, one of the biggest mistakes, and this is these are my clients. Um, one of the biggest mistakes that they have made is that they try to use the same skill set that got them all those things to obtain love. Mm. So not the same type of skill set. Is it two different types? So, for example, if you are a person who, you know, 
let's just say you are a supervisor or manager at a company and you're very analytical and you have a lot of things in, like you like things in control that make sense to you. Well, when it comes to cultivating love in your life, you'd go crazy because mm-hmm. things have to be methodical. Things have to make sense. And what I mean by like, if a guy doesn't text you five hours later, you feel out of control. Ooh. Instead of resting in the fact that you don't need him to respond to you. Mm. I'm nodding. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm nodding. Yeah, you two can... different skill set. That's the first one. Um, another one is believing that those make you who you are. And when I, like my clients, one of the things that they've, they lead with their accomplishments. Oh, okay. So if uh, a handsome gentleman and he is inviting um, you out to lunch or dinner and he sits you at a table and then he asks you, you know, hey, who are you? Many women can't, many successful women can't tell who they are without mentioning their accomplishments. Mm. You should be able to share exactly the type of woman you are without mentioning your degrees. So if someone asked you that, would you respond? Like, how, how would you respond? What's a proper way to respond to that? Well, there's no proper way, but you, you respond who you are. So I am a self-actualized woman who values creativity. I value family. I'm very convicted of my belief system and I hold dearly to that. I really enjoy learning and I define myself as a lifelong learner. Mm. And I'm always looking for the lesson out of life. So when things are happening that I don't necessarily like, I choose to ask, what is this teaching me versus why is this happening to me? And I'm extremely good at thinking from my left and my right brain. So my left brain, I'm, you know, I can follow the rules. I can stay in the box, but I know how to hop (laughs) out. (laughs) I know how to hop out that box and get extremely creative and, 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 and have a vision. And I love to sing. (laughs) I am very talented at creating new processes and explaining very complicated things in a very simplified manner. Mm. And I like to twerk in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) I can go on and on and on, but none of those mention that I have 20 million views across my social platform. I don't need to say that. Or I have 170,000 followers across all my platforms. I don't have to say that. Or that I graduated college with three bachelor's degrees in four years. I got an MBA and I have my CPA license that I just keep up because I just want to. He doesn't Mm -hmm. care about that, you know? 
But what he might care about is that I feel, you know, I'm the type of woman that feels beautiful when I'm outside in nature, you know, and I embrace, you know, um, you know, on me being on the couch and, and, and watching Netflix, I, I, I calendar out been Netflix and chill by myself. <laughs> so that's something he would appreciate the vulnerable side of me and not hiding behind things I've done I love that I feel like that's a homework assignment for uh many of us who are listening to this episode because I do think most like I've heard in, and I try to think I was trying to while you were listening to you I was trying to think of like what I've said to people recently as I've been dating, like I had the little dating apps and was doing a little experiment there. That was in last week's episode, but I, I was just thinking about like, okay, I could, I could shift mine around a lot. Like I never say, Oh, I have a bachelor's of business. Like I would never say that just cause that's not my style. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I think that's a homework assignment for everyone. Like if you lead with that, like I am a dentist, like, you know, like she said, no one kind of really cares. Um, cause it doesn't say who you are as a person. So, no. and even if you like, there are some women who they operate based upon them having it. So why wouldn't I be a wife? I have all of this. And mm-hmm. so it keeps them from looking at it exp- treating dating like an experiment because they're like, why wouldn't I have everything? No, you're actually missing a huge part of who you are. And you're bigger than that, baby. You are bigger than those degrees. I promise you. Yeah. I really like that. I know that's definitely going to be uh, on, on my to-do list. It's to kind of firm that up and reframe it or even practice it. Like, what would I say to that? I'm going to be mindful of it the next date I go on because I don't think I've consciously thought about that at all. Yeah. And also I would challenge you ladies to keep what you do a secret for four dates. (laughs) Oh, why? It's just a challenge for you to really be about, talk about who you are and learn and don't even ask what he does. Instead of asking what he does, you ask him, Hey, what are three things that light you up about what you do for a living. You don't even have to know what he does, but you'll get to learn his character in the process. It'd be fun and mysterious. Mm, I like that. You okay. Know, who, who do you admire worse? Uh, who do you admire most at work and why? You know? Yeah. Hide what you do. Cause I think for some people that will be really challenged because some people have such pride and that like you, we've been saying like in the things that they've accomplished, I don't think they can separate what they do from who they are. You know, that's just Americans, you know, because we pride ourselves on pulling ourselves up from the bootstraps and, (laughs) (laughs) and, and I get it, especially with black women, you know, we have been through a lot and it's very exciting to, for us to have all of these accomplishments we have is like, Oh, Tori, you asking me to dumb myself down and downplay my success? No. I'm asking for you to let you lead before those accomplishments. Yeah, I like that. So I think before we wrap up, I got a question from, I put in my Insta story that I was talking to a dating coach and 
I was going to ask her some, like, if you had a question. So this one came through. And I think we kind of started talking, like, talking about this earlier. But should women date with expectations? And if so, what should those expectations look like? Okay. Yeah, I definitely believe that women should date with expectations. It's part of what I call the Bay Mindset. Um, And part of the reprogramming, your beliefs have to be healthy, your attitude has to be positive, and your expectations must be realistic. So, so B-A-E, Bay. Um, I believe that women should expect when it, for example, you should expect to get ghosted. That comes oh. along with, yes, that comes along. And if you're on, you should get expect to get ghosted. If you're really dating pro, expect to get ghosted. There was a woman who told me, well, she got ghosted two times in a year and she was sick. I was like, that's all? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess too, if you have the expectation when it happens, it's just like, oh, well, and keep it moving. Right. I'm thinking you're going to say two times a week. <laughs> like, this whole year? Sis, you wasn't dating. That's all you got ghosted. (laughs) You know, you should expect not to get second dates Mm. with certain people. Like you should expect to go in. You should expect to have fun over forever. You know, going and expect fun over, over forever. Um, And there are, you know, I can, the list goes on and on and on. But you have to expect that people are going to disappoint you. Yeah. You have to expect the disappointment because if you don't expect that, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to want to quit. You got to expect jackasses. You got to expect men wanting sex on the apps. Yeah. You know, we talked, that was a poll I do on my Insta story, talk to Booney Tuesdays. And I had put up a quote where someone on Twitter was like, you know, all these men want on dating apps is to have sex. I, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and so I put up the poll, like, do you agree? And I think it was like 70% of the people who polled said yes. Um, and I was like, yeah. Cause I, and I told a story, like, I think, I think it was on Bumble and literally I swipe right, sent a message. He responded his next response was, I want to see you. And I was like, like right now at midnight? <laughs> like, you know, what? Like, it was just so abrupt. So I was like, okay, you know, no, thank um, you, sir. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, on the other side, there are men that will have on their profiles, like, not looking for hookups. Yeah. Because there are women that are mad with their baby daddy hopping on the apps and just wanting <laughs> ah, to, <speak> on it. <laughs> they just want to just get back they want to get back you know yeah um or they might be in their sexual liberation and they just like having sex with multiple men but when you look on their side of things i remember this one time actually i'm on the apps by the way um, as a dating coach, as a married dating coach. So if you see me say, Hey girl, <laughs> <laughs> I know someone was like, Tora, you're, you're on, I saw you on Tinder. Like, I yeah. saw you. <laughs> I'm on there. I thought you were catfish. No, that's me. But I test all the time. You know, I test out profiles. I t- test out photos and I test out conversations. And I remember I was on Bumble one time. And one of the questions that I love asking men to kind of weed them out and then teach my clients is, um, 
give a hidden agenda fun question. And those are questions that um, are fun for men to answer, but they reveal a lot of their character issues or good character. And so the question Mm. was, if you could control fire or water, which one would it be and why? I always ask that question. Because there's a difference between a man that says, oh, yeah, I would choose water because, um, you know, it gives for life, you know, 70% of the world that like it's covered in water. And I would want to, you know, that's a thinker versus a guy. So I would want to control fire because I would, I want to burn up stuff, you know, <laughs> the difference, different type of man. And this one guy, he was like, oh, why would I choose any of those when I can just get you light your fire and get you wet in person? I'm like, <laughs> the hell? I was like, you know, what? I, I looked at your profile. I paid you for a thinker. Yeah. And he was like, I am a thinker and I think a little bit too much sometimes, you know, it's just, you know, you try to impress women on here. It's just kind of hard. <laughs> so we had this little therapy session in the chat. I love that. <laughs> so I, I want women to realize that men have things going on on their end as well. You know, yeah. they have their own insecurities and they're trying to figure things out. Um, so I would, I would, I would kind of challenge that thought process that men are only looking for sex, you know? Gotcha. And then our last question before we go into the breakdown, how many dates should a woman be going on a week? This is a question I received and I'm curious if you have a response. There's no set amount. Some women, um, because you might be introverted and introvert doesn't mean you're shy and you hate people. It just means that you energetically um, don't get your energy from people. Mm. They drain you. So you might can only go on one date a week or maybe by one date bi-weekly or two dates bi-weekly versus an extrovert might be able to go, you know, three days or four days a week, you know, cause they they get, their energy comes from people. And then like me and Ambervert that really sides on the side of an introvert, it may be once a week, but I teach my women how to and I have this um, in the last part of my program, week eight is how love life management. And it talks about your energy levels and, and be paying attention to your neurotransmitters, uh, dopamine, oxytocin, um, serotonin and endorphins and planning for that, especially if you are a woman who works hard and you have long commutes to work. And that's very important while dating. Mm, yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you didn't have, like, a formula. Because I was like, oh, my God, is she going to be like, okay, if you're trying to do this in six months, then you need to. <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's what yeah, I <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely, um, you know, I shared, if you have not listened to last week's episode, you should go back and listen. It wasn't just me talking, but it was also other people sharing their tips and tricks and amazing some of these stories were tragic some of the stories were funny as hell uh from dating apps that's episode 127 but I shared on there like one of my friends challenged me I'd recently ended a relationship and so they challenged me like oh get on the dating apps and I'm like oh and you know I've had um a few little things I'm enjoying right now from the dating apps but what I didn't like and what I'm gonna try it again because it's springtime and people gonna want to be out and about um I, well, maybe after all of this uh, pandemic, health pandemic blows over. Right. But um, I, I think I I just really don't like the rhythm of the dating apps. 
And so I'm very quick um, to give the guy my phone number because I don't sit in the app. I don't like notifications on my phone. So most of my apps don't give notes. So the, the message will sit there for hours. And then I'm like, oh, shit. We were taught. Like, so I'm just like, here's my phone number. Text me. I'll just block you if I have to. <laughs> right. Um, but I am going to give it another go. So I am going to give it another said yeah. the rhythm. Yeah. For me, it's the rhythm. Oh, um, you know, I would like, I would have him earn that by, um, you know, letting him know, like, you're not, I'm not there to be a pen pal, you know, your text pal. And um, basically let him know that I would like to have a conversation and schedule that conversation before you give that phone number. Mm. And if he doesn't make that conversation, that little 10 minute FaceTime or that 10 minute conversation, then there's nothing to talk about. Look, okay. I might have to, um, Look at my budget and get in the services. Get your services. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we cre- we got to create our own experiences, and he got to earn that number by a- agreeing to a scheduled time to, t- to chat. Come on now, you done changed my whole way of thinking now. <laughs> Just one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now we're gonna do the breakdown, and I'm gonna say one word. And you can say the first thing that comes to mind. It can be another word. It can be a phrase. It can be a sound, whatever. I'm scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> the thing's in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are responsible and ratchet. Okay. Um, clowns. Don't date. <laughs> Marriage. Is a, for a legacy. Sex. Orgasm relationships goals life partner forever tender swipe right (laughs) and last one love i didn't get married for love oh don't now we're gonna go in like 10 more minutes (laughs) real quick why (laughs) So I have a video. It probably got 10 million views now, but it's called oh, okay. Why, Why I Didn't Marry for Love. I'm at the link. I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. So okay. does it mean that I don't love my husband? No, but I didn't marry him because I loved him. I married him because I wanted to build with him. I wanted to build community. I wanted to build intimacy. I wanted to build friendship. I wanted to build network. Um, I want to build all those things. And love was secondary. To that so if I loved him and he and we didn't have all those other things going on I would have never married him got it I'm definitely linking in the show notes and so can you also tell everyone where they can find you on social media where they can find your website any courses or anything you have to offer so yeah my uh, I'm Tora Sense on everything T-O-R-A-H-C-E-N-T-S on Twitter you know, Instagram, Instagram is my jam. That's where I hang out for real, for real. I'm on Facebook, <laughs> even though I have way more followers on Facebook, I just love Instagram. It's and so if you are interested in a free class for me, you can go to I believe it's curve to cuff.com slash free training. And you can get access to a 36 minute course on how to transform your love life in 90 days. And um, so, yeah, I would definitely want you guys to kind of could check that out. 
you'll learn the three things successful women do that repel quality men. The three secrets every woman must know to reach her relationship goals. My success formula for making real progress towards marriage. The daily practice that can do more for you than three years of therapy and the ingredients necessarily necessary to organically meet and attract quality men. Uh, come on now. So you go ahead and download it. I'm going to link all of this stuff in the show notes and over on theboonybreakdown.com. So, you know, we said new year, new us, new relationships. Miss Tora has given us all the tips, okay? <laughs> so I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was great. And I hope everyone listening got a lot out of it. And please, please, please go follow and check out her website. Oh, I'm so glad that I came. I had such a good time. Oh, me too. Yay. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you. All right, guys. I told you. I told you Miss Tora was going to drop all of the gems, all of the knowledge. And so if you want to continue to develop on the things that we talked about in this episode, be sure to follow her. Head over to her website for the free course that she mentioned. Um, they're also linked in the show notes and over on theboonybreakdown.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to your favorite podcast on. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Until next time.